0: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 7th. Today we celebrate Saint Colette. A quiet life of prayer and devotion was Colette's path to sanctity. Born in France in 1381, Colette lived the life of a hermit following her father's death. She followed the third rule of St. Francis and became a so-called anchoress, a woman walled into a room whose only opening was a window into a church. She developed a reputation for holiness, and many people went to her for spiritual direction. After four years, Colette left her tiny cell, and with the encouragement of the Pope, joined the poor Clares. Serving as abbess-general, she began the work of restoring the primitive rule of St. Clair in the 17 monasteries she established. Though she met with some initial opposition, the reform movement took root in France and spread elsewhere as well. She and her sisters became known for their poverty and fasting. Colette began her reform during the time of the great Western schism, where three men claimed to be pope, and Western Christianity was deeply divided. Her efforts were aimed at reminding not just the poor Clares. But also the entire Church, of the need to follow Christ more closely. She died in 1447. There's more about the saints, along with inspiration and Catholic resources, at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
1: I'm Father Richard Kunst with a papal minute. Pope Martin V, who reigned from 1417 to 1431, is famous for ending the Great Schism. For decades, there were two or three men claiming to be the legitimate pope. After this period of chaos and confusion, Martin V was elected to broad acclaim. But he is also noteworthy because of his name. Martin chose his papal name because he was elected on the feast day of St. Martin of Tours. But he wasn't really the fifth Pope Martin. He was the third. The previous Martin, Martin IV, misread the official list of popes when he was elected in 1281. He thought there there had been three Martins before him, but there had only been one. Two of the popes he thought were Martins were named Marinus. So though Martin V was historically important pope, he was actually Martin III. This has been your Papal Minute. To learn more, visit papalartifacts.com. That is papalartifacts.com.
2: Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. you're listening to real presence live now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area heard right here on the rpr network good morning everyone welcome to real presence live here on the rpr network your family of faith and hope
3: always got to get the full slogan out there so my name is aaron bosch your substitute co-host for today and this is with me
4: uh doug weingart
3: Doug, welcome to the show again.
4: Well, thank you. And, and
3: we are joined today by Deacon William Radio from, I believe it's the Cathedral, and is it, sorry, I'm not currently on the location, is it Sioux Falls?
5: It is Sioux Falls. Oh, I got it
3: right. Oh, thank God. I almost said Rapid City. I almost said Rapid <laughs> City. I'm sorry. But go ahead. Tell us a little about yourself, Deacon.
5: All right, well... Thank you, guys, and it's good to be with you. Um, so, a little bit about myself. Okay, I've been uh, married to my wife Deb for fifty-one years.
4: Oh, congratulations! And
5: uh, we got three three boys and uh, seven grandchildren. Uh, Amazing. Uh, you know, just uh, a really great family. We're we're really uh, uh, appreciative of that. Um, I. I Entered formation to the diaconate, and maybe we can get into this a little more later on. But uh, in 2011, was ordained in 2015, and Bishop Swain, then Bishop Swain, uh, ordained me and assigned me to the Cathedral of Saint Joseph here in Sioux Falls, and and that is still where I am today.
4: Oh, very good. All right, so the topic of today. Is for you is living in the world, not of it. Mm-hmm. So what does this mean exactly?
5: Well, it's uh, it, it can be a tricky subject, but it doesn't have to be. You know, when you think about when we were conceived in our mother's womb, you know, we were conceived out of love, God's love for us, as well as the love of the father and mother. And then we're born into the world. So, okay, so we're in the world. You know, we've arrived. So being in the world basically is... Is uh, kind of the where type of thing. Yes, and then being of the world is something that can happen over time as as we live in the world and all the things of the world are coming at us from every direction. And um, it is uh, uh, more the uh, the what and the uh, who and the why type of thing. You know, I I, I think about. Uh, one of my favorite passages in Scripture, particularly in John's Gospel, in chapter 17, John uh, or, or Jesus is praying to the Father, and in chapter 17, he says to the Father, I no longer will be in the world, but they will be, because he's praying for his apostles and all his followers, including us today. Mm-hmm. And then he says to the Father, don't take them out of the world. And, uh, you know, implied in that is because I need them uh, in the world. But keep them from the evil one. And that's where being of the world can come in, is mm. if is if we forget, you know, how we came into the world and God's love and, and that we have a mission in the world and, and it's God's mission uh, and just kind of go out on our own, uh, that's when we can really run the risk of being overly of the world.
4: Yes, I I agree. I, I was just telling uh, Deacon Radio that I, I read the bulletin here last. I think it was last month, and there was a priest in there that wrote a part that said, "You've got to figure out how to have one foot in time and one foot in eternity." And I just, it just that really struck me because there is a, a balance there that needs to to really happen. Um, so. Deacon Radio, if, if we're buying into what God is telling us, uh, you know, that's great and should be done. But it can be a challenge when chaos is knocking on the door. Uh, you know, begins to impact our lives. So w- what do we do?
5: Uh, great, great question. And we should ask, first of all, we should ask ourselves, <laughs> ourselves that question <laughs> <Yeah>. often. <laughs> um, you know, I, and, and I think about uh, the image of uh, many people have probably heard this of of how you boil a frog. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, so you place the the frog in uh, or anything, and and you know I, this isn't uh, meant to be uh, promoting this, but just as an example. And and so uh, the, the, if the frog is in cold water and you turn on the burner and you uh, the water gradually gets warmer and warmer, the frog isn't even going to recognize the difference and until the point where he just boils to death and that's the same way it is with Slowly, us in in, yeah. in the world he, you know if we something. don't pay attention uh you know we uh, we uh, can just be overcome by our attachments by our uh, priorities and and not take the time to pray and uh so you know when we say that that chaos is knocking at the door i think one of the things that we need to always pay attention to is who do we open the door to and who do we not open the door to and uh, make sure that we take that time to pray every day
4: yes so uh a couple i mean I, I i was on the radio a couple months ago and i was telling my story and and this whole attachments uh, to the world so i i told i had lost my father relatively quickly and i was lost mm. and that's the first thing i did i i was like oh i i got to get an rv that's going to solve my problem right now that's going to fill the hole and and i've realized since then and to a greater extent that yes things here you just can't attach you just cannot uh live of the world it won't fill you up mm-hmm. so
5: you know one of the things that uh that a few years ago I I was reflecting on is there's this kind of this popular party question about, you know, if your house was on fire and you could just take one thing with you, what would it be? And and I was feeling really proud of myself because over time I would pray about this and think about it, and I thought, you know, I'm not really attached to anything in my house, so, you know, I, I could just walk out, you know. And then in prayer it came to me no, no. What I'm really attached to is my comfort, my comfort, my lifestyle. That's that's my attachment. Mhm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think just over time it just happens, and you, yeah, if you're not keeping in mind, you, you the frog in the in the pot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So how do we take uh, heart Jesus' message, not of letting. You know, not letting hearts be troubled or afraid in
5: this Oh, very good, very good question. you know, um a story on that because you can't uh I mean we're human beings, right we're 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 flawed, you know we have good days, bad days, good qualities, bad temptations, uh, all those things, and um we want to be the best person that we can be. Um, and one of the things that can be really scary is placing ourselves in God's hands. But Jesus told us, don't be afraid. I got this, you know, I'll, I'll take care of you. But yet, you know, there aren't, aren't pr- very many of us probably that 100% trust Jesus that that's going to happen all the time, you know, especially when something really big is happening. Um, there's a, there's, there's a, uh the beautiful story in the gospel where Jesus sends out his uh, followers in groups of two out to evangelize ahead of him and and uh, the first advancement maybe you could say yeah and, and um, he told him you can't take anything with you you know you just go out there and and trust that everything's gonna be okay and if it's not then move on to the next town and I, I, every time I read that passage I think to myself you know they had to be afraid they had to be nervous. They had to think, you know, how is this going to go? You know, so so that's one example that then I take into my personal life, and for years and years and years, I was uh, feeling called to the diaconate, and a number of people in the parish would bring it up from time to time, and every time the opportunity to apply came up, I just punted. You know, I, yeah, and 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 so finally when uh, my wife and i were reflecting on it there was another round of applications coming up and we prayed about it talked about it and really weren't very excited about any of the quality qual- credential not the credential the qualification the requirements that that we going to be part of that formation and then we just decided okay this is what we're going to do uh, we want to make sure that when we get to heaven we can tell God that we were listening to Him and not rejecting Him. So we're going to apply. You know, applying doesn't mean we're going to... I'm going to become a deacon. uh, But applying means that we're going to place it in God's hands Mm -hmm. and just go to the classes, do the work, do the prayer. And if, if it's to be, we'll get through. If it's not to be, God will let us know. And it was probably life-changing for me uh that experience of just totally letting it go and and knowing that whatever god wanted was going to happen and yeah. i was totally confident in that
4: yeah well that's uh, i was just down uh, i guess i would be up at a man's uh, men's conference this last weekend and that was one of the you know letting go and the uh the priest that was there said something that caught me when he said you know it's bred into us this pride and you know that's just how we learn you know we're men we're gonna you know women we're gonna take care of everything well you it's a learned thing and then and then you want to give it all up and it's like oh yeah but you i want to i mean i it's just the the, the little by little i just keep giving stuff up so
5: well it's not going to be easy you know and and it's we're not going to always succeed that's the way it is you know but those are the times when we do, through experience and results, uh, we find out how to be in the world, but not of the world.
4: Yes, yes. All right, well, uh, that's going to, we got to go to a break. Uh, we'll be back with uh, Deacon Radio here on Real Presence Live. Uh, please stay with us. Thank you
2: Hello, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from
3: Lumen Vision in Fargo. We're grateful for the support of our small business from listeners in the Fargo-Moorhead area. At Lumen Vision, we offer eye exams, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses from popular brands like Oakley, Ray-Ban, Kate Spade, and Eyes of Faith. Lumen Vision accepts many vision and medical insurances, but you don't need insurance to experience high-quality, affordable, Christ-centered eye care from our team. You can learn more about our mission at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a Proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio.
6: This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In the Old Testament, Joshua confronts the Israelites as they prepare to leave their life in the desert to enter the Promised Land. He knows that the negative influences of Egypt and the surrounding Canaanite peoples are strong, and so he gives them a choice. Worship either the idols of the land or the one true God who delivered them from the land of Egypt. But why would the Israelites choose false idols over a God whose power they witnessed so clearly? Worshiping the God who performed so many clear signs seems like the obvious choice, right? But Joshua knew that the lures of the world had already blurred their vision. Sound familiar? We too are pressured to fit in for the sake of success in this world. Joshua did not waver. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Which God will you choose today, the gods of the land or the one true God?
4: Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.
1: What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life.
2: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am Aaron Bosch, and this is
3: my co host, Doug Wongart. And we are here speaking of Deacon William Radio. We were talking about his uh, writings and uh, philosophy on living in the world, not of the world. So, Deacon, when we last left off, we were talking about how we can uh, best live, again, as part of the world, but also not being entirely influenced by it, or again, actually living and surrendering to God. Could you go into that just a little bit more and kind of give a, a little review of what we said last time for those just joining us right now? Sure. So, um, you
5: know, when when we're uh, in the world, we are um, just... Appreciating God's love for us and, and the creation around us, but because the world has all these temptations, these attractive attachments and stuff like that, we can uh, grow to be more and more of the world and, and forget the reason that we're here. And uh, when we went to the break, we were talking about the apostles and, and, and the uh, disciples of Jesus, and yeah, him so let's sending them out, on that thought as well. Uh yeah, so he sent them out two by two and said don't take anything with you. Uh um you're going to be healing people, curing people, uh t- exercising demons, all these things and uh, you know, I've got this. Just trust in me. And then they're they're gone. And you know and and uh, that's I think a really great uh, thing for all of us to think about when we face the temptations and the attachments of the world and and we don't really know what to do and and uh, place ourselves in the sandals of the Apostles and uh, uh, what they had to do when they were out and how excited they were when they came back and reported into Jesus at the things that happened you know I'm so amazed at how often I'm visiting with people that had something you know really big going on in their lives and they prayed about it and and God answered it and they said wow this this prayer thing really works. <laughs> yeah, we we're almost so doubtful
3: in so many ways. Like we, we want to believe, but it's so hard to actually kind of get our brains to accept that. Yes, if you go and actually listen to the Lord and do what He tells you, you will have great things happen to you, and you will be happier and fulfilled.
4: Yes. Well, so we're all called to this holiness. Um, I guess you know we're all looking for that state of perfection, no matter what our state in life. Right, and so, what can we do? Little, you know, little steps here and there to right. to get better at, at this. Right.
5: Well, great question, Doug. And and you know, first of all, you mentioned the word perfection, and uh, I just want to say a, a word on that because I've got a lot of experience with not being perfect. And uh, you know, I I think one of the things we have to realize is none of us is going to be perfect until we get to heaven but we have to be striving to be better to be closer to what God created us to be Um, and and I think there's a a couple of really nice little ways that we can do that 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 they're very practical and the first one which probably you would expect is uh, daily prayer and you know when I say daily prayer i mean make it real you know it's it's not uh just getting up in the morning and rattling off a morning offering or a our father or or even a rosary it's it's thinking about what is going uh, uh, to happen in my day today and uh, lord help me uh, deal with these things appropriately here's some of the things that might come up help me to know what to do guide me you know and have, have that personal conversation with the Lord and then at the end of the day take stock of of how the day went where you maybe didn't handle things well maybe things could have been done better where they were done well and give thanks for that and and um, just kind of uh, over time if you do this every day you're gonna you're gonna be much more comfortable in your day handling whatever comes up so so that's one thing is is the daily prayer particularly at the beginning and the end of the day and then maybe just checking in once in a while during the day as well with God secondly Lent is coming up Mm -hmm. and uh, something that I would just suggest to people in preparing for Lent is take a look At what you've done the past several years for Lent what you either given up or what you've done and so forth and ask yourself this question Um, what did I do after Lent am I doing the same thing every Lent and why is that is it because when Lent is over I just go back to my old self Mm -hmm. and think about what can I do uh, this Lent give up or do that has a shot at making me a better person and drawing me closer to God in a way that I'm going to want to continue to do it when Lent is over and make it part of my daily life.
4: Yes, I, I agree.
5: So that, that would be another thing. And then, of course, I I, I am a great lover of spiritual retreats. So, um Maybe you wouldn't be able to get on a schedule for Lent. I don't know. But but look into making a uh, uh, an Ignatian spiritual retreat sometime this coming year. Broomtree, uh, our diocese uh, um, retreat center, is, is a beautiful place to do it. But there's tons of other places, too, if, if you want to make one and Broomtree is full up. Um, but make a retreat um, and spend that couple of days in silence with God and And you'll be amazed at the things that will come out of
4: it perfect yeah no sounds very good Um, so how does gratitude play a role in this day-to-day walk
5: gratitude is is huge and it's it's something that very occasionally you know we will be Uh, having a a moment where we will realize how deeply God has touched something or someone in our lives and we'll give thanks but every day God is touching us in so many ways and and I I just suggest to people that they maybe do an inventory of, of the things that they have the gifts that they have not the material things so much but Um, you know their health or their family or their friends or their faith certainly and and different things like that and and just make a list and and just give thanks every day for those things that uh, we recognize as as gifts from God and then you know maybe uh, list a little bit once in a while some of the failures some of our shortcomings as well but just to recognize them not to dwell on them because God loves us, no matter how many, how long that les- list is. And then just focus on God's love uh, and the many great scripture passages that we can turn to that that emphasize how we can't lose God's love. We can only accept or reject it.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's uh,
5: yeah. Building up right. a
3: sense of gratitude is the best way to, or at least one of the best ways to actually have a good relationship with God. Because I have a little thought here, Deacon. I'm curious to see what you'll think about it. But when you talk about living in the world but not of it, when we just take that little bit of time each you know, day or night or whenever we say our prayers or even throughout the entire day to really be gracious and think about how much God has given us, we find that we're not so hung up on all the material things in our lives because they're being more spiritually focused. Do you, would you agree with that observation? You think
5: that's part of the process of what happens? Absolutely. I, I mean, I think the more that we can detach ourselves from those things that keep us from our relationship with God. And that can just be, it can be our work. It can be, you know, or maybe we're workaholics. It can be the TV. It can be social media. It can be all kinds of things. And, and all of them can be gifts to us if we use them in moderation. But to uh, uh, realize uh, the, the value of those and what they do to bring us closer to God is what can ma- uh, reinforce our gratitude. Mm-hmm. And then you also talk about uh,
3: surrounding ourselves with like-minded people, you know, friends and family, that sort of thing. How can, because I think when people hear like they detach from the world, sometimes the first thing that comes to them is the other people in their lives and they think they have to, you know, abandon them entirely, which I don't think is quite the concept we're going for here. So how can other people be, you know, strong witnesses to faith and help us when we fall short and all that sort of thing? Oh, I,
5: I really love this, uh, this topic. of and, you know, and, and like-minded people, first of all, what is that and 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 what when i talk about that what i mean is um that we pay attention to um our friends our family those people that we interact with and whether they are drawing us closer to god or further away and and it can be kind of a tricky proposition Mm. just one quick story i I used well I still have a friend, but he lives in another part of the country, and we used to do a lot of hiking together and uh, get together and for a week a year or something like that he He was a Catholic, but I would say he was a cynical Catholic, and he was always prepared on our hikes to ask me all these questions that uh could have caused me to doubt my faith and um, you know, I always came away from those hikes mad because I thought, doesn't he get it? Yeah, you know, why does he keep doing this to me? And, uh, ultimately, I had to, you know, discontinue, um, going on those trips with him. But as I reflected back over the years, I realized how, uh, much it helped me really strengthen my faith and realize how we have to understand we have to know our faith we have to be ready to defend it and he was actually in a way doing me a favor so um, so it, it it isn't just that we just want to hang out with people that uh, all see things like we do but when we when we uh, are hanging out with people we continue to recognize uh, that they are either bringing us closer to God by our observations and interactions with them, or uh, we need to sever those relationships and move on.
4: Yeah. So before we go to break, any other thoughts you'd like to add?
5: There was one uh, last experience that I'll just very quickly share. When I was in when I was in formation to the diaconate, one year we had to do a practicum in the hospitals, and so I would go uh, down. The chaplain would give me a number of people to go visit and pray with, and I went into this one person's room and introduced myself. I wasn't a deacon then; I was a lay person in formation, and and I asked if the person would. Uh, like to visit or just like to pray a little bit and she didn't say a word she turned her back on me oh. and uh, so you know at, at some point I was stung so badly that I left and and I very confused very uh, uh, felt like a failure and so forth and then as I took it to prayer I realized that I was experiencing exactly what Jesus was experiencing when people were rejecting him, and what a, what a gift that was to me. Oh,
4: perfect. Well,
5: Coming Father radio,
4: the radio, or Father Radio, Deacon Radio, we appreciate you being here. Um, please have a good day.
3: Yes, uh, thank you for joining e- us today, Deacon. We appreciate it very much. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Well, we have to go to break here, so thank you all for listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be right back, so don't go away. Don't touch that down. We'll be back for another exciting moment,
2: so just hold right there, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions.
7: Faith transforms time. Time is transformed by faith. In faith, time is measured by the acts of God, whose heart is, in all his activity, turned toward man. The two great events that are central in the movement of time, according to our Christian understanding, are the birth and the resurrection of the Lord. Our Christian feasts are based on our insight into these activities of God not on our observation of the movement of the planets. The constant return of these feasts is not an eternally repeated cycle but the expression of God's inexhaustible love of which we are made aware by an act of memory. Unlike the beginning of the civil year, the Christian beginning, Christmas, has a very special newness. It offers us again and again the opportunity to return to the goodness of the God who became man in that goodness to become a child again and in it to live a new life. When he became a living part of our history, the dark mystery of our own birth was completed, and our beginning, until then situated uneasily between blessing and curse, became a blessing. God's creation does not come to nothing. It is always moving toward the resurrection. In the midst of passing time, there is always a new beginning. This new beginning is eternal love.
0: This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com.